0: Hello and welcome to the fifth episode of the Movie Change-Up Falcon and Winter Soldier Review. Uh, it's me and Tristan back again. I think it's just been us two on every single review. i um, having a great time watching this show. Uh, I believe this episode was called Truth. Not a not 100% sure. I believe it's called Truth.
1: It was, according to my TV behind me. All right. It says All right. Truth.
0: Alright, Tristan, uh, what were your thoughts on today's episode? Kind of your general thoughts before we get into it.
1: I really liked it a lot. The show, uh, every episode just starts to get better and better. I don't think this was necessarily as impactful as like the single moment at the end of last episode. But I think this episode as a whole was very entertaining and it had a lot of really thoughtful examination of the iconography of Captain America and how much that can change over the course of history. I've been recently rereading or reading for the first time rather a lot of like old golden age kind of comics to see where all these characters came from. And it's been very interesting to see how that's developed over time. And I think this examines how that what that development shows about us and our culture. So I'm really excited to talk about this episode and all the ways to get it, get into that through the characters and through the action. I think it was a great, great episode of Comic Book TV.
0: Yeah, for sure. I really, really enjoyed it. I, I think last week's episode is still my favorite of the, of the series, but this one is probably my second favorite. Uh, I'll start off the back. I think we ended last week's episode kind of talking about our theories and everything and kind of the main one we were talking about is Sharon as the power broker. Uh, where do you stand on that theory right now? How are you feeling? Cause I'm feeling pretty high and pretty confident that that's how it's going to be. If it wasn't, yeah, if it I'm, wasn't already confirmed.
1: Yeah. I don't know. That scene when I watched it felt like a confirmation to me, but it wasn't really played that big. So I was like, maybe it wasn't the confirmation. Maybe the person she's talking to is power broker. I don't know, but I'm, I'm definitely in your camp nope. of Sharon being a power broker well because the
0: someone pointed out on reddit that if you watch and i was going to because I, I watched this episode before i left for work this morning and i watched it when i got back from work because uh, i wanted to watch it twice uh but someone said on reddit that if you watch with the subtitles she's talking to beltrock on the phone who is the uh george st pierre from ufc fame who was in uh one of, he was in that, I believe the first episode of this and then he was also in Captain America: Winter Soldier. So she was right. talking to Beltrock on the phone who, you know, met up with the Flag Smashers. So if she's coordinating things between Beltrock and the Flag Smashers. If she's not the power broker, she's like one of his or her top people.
1: Yeah, that's where I'm at right now. I I felt like that scene either confirmed that she is or confirmed that she's working directly with the Power Broker, and I'm sure in the finale we'll get some c- direct confirmation on that. I'm sure she's just set up for some yeah. future appearances in other shows, so I'm excited to see how that plays out in the finale because I can't believe one episode left. But, yeah, uh, definitely in your camp on the Sharon uh, Carter being Power Broker Theory now. Rest in peace, my Nick33. Yeah, yeah how, do
0: you, how, do you, how do you feel about the uh, cameo? from Julia Louis-Dreyfus as basically Madam Hydra.
1: I thought it was cool. I didn't expect her to be in it at all. This show pulled off the Luke Skywalker-level cameo more than WandaVision did somehow. (laughs) This scene had better. And I I really am excited to see it because I'm sure this is more than a one-episode appearance for her. I I think she's going to be kind of like a running bad guy in the the behind-the-scenes of this uh, Disney-plus universe here. I think she'll be sort of the Hydra stand-in for that.
0: Yeah, I definitely feel that she is going to be kind of the big bad of the overall. Her and potentially power broker are gonna be kind of the big bads of, you know, the series. Like I originally was like, Okay, is Power Broker gonna be kind of the big bad of this series? But going into the finale when it's not hundred percent confirmed who the power broker is, I'm fully on board with okay, US or not US I mean, he'll probably go by US Agent now, but John Walker, Captain America, is just the big villain of this of Falcon and Winter Soldier.
1: Yeah, I think that's pretty uh confident. He took a big villain turn this episode. Yeah. I wanna talk a lot about him, this if you wanna move on to that. But yeah, yeah can, I think I just
0: wanted to get the cameos out of the way before I forgot.
1: Yep, yeah, I was excited to see her. I didn't know for sure if it was a unexpected casting. Like I hadn't followed the casting too closely of the show, but I was like, I'm sure that's a cameo. I haven't heard anything about this. <laughs> so yeah. I was excited to see her come in. I'm excited to see how much she plays into the to the feature yeah. storylines or if it's just like a little small appearance.
0: Yeah, I feel like the way they set up her character, I'll be shocked if she doesn't show up again. I think especially for someone that big, like actress-wise, I feel like she definitely has to come back. Oh, can I can I go one more fan theory theory before we go into the meat of this actual episode? Yeah. So we did see uh, Isaiah's grandson again, who in the comics goes on to believe, I, I believe his like superhero name is Patriot who is basically the Captain America of the Young Avengers. And I'm just going to go say that he's going to need a super serum injection before I believe that he is a super soldier, because in the scene where they're playing basketball, as Sam walks away, you can see him very clearly airball. So there's no way (laughs) that he currently has any kind of super soldier power. So that's all I'm going to say. If he shows up as Patriot again, I'm going to need to see him get some super soldier injections.
1: I hope it gets the injection, and then he turns it to Shaq, and he becomes just like a Shaq Captain America. It's a crossover with steel. Shacked in America. All right. <laughs> I'm down for that.
0: All right. Well, now let's actually get into the meat of this story now that I got all the theories and references out of the way.
1: Yeah, I have a lot of notes down. I'm not going to lie. You told me, told me I'm a note person last week, but I've filled your promise here. I have like six pages of notes. <laughs> all
0: right, good, because I have no notes. I just go off the dome. It's how I operate, I was never a note person, probably why I flunked out of college.
1: <laughs> you know, I try and go off the dome, and then I I sit there and I think, Oh, I totally missed that very important thing. And I want to start off so you don't miss anything from the beginning yeah. of the episode when all we right, first yeah. see John, uh, Walker, and Falcon, and Captain, or Falcon, and Bucky all kind of have this confrontation in this I don't even know where they're at, some like abandoned warehouse thing, yeah, <laughs> yeah just some a typical, just somewhere set, that be, uh... you know. That the location scout yeah. thought looked good. That's where they were. Yeah, they got like the, you know, the second unit photography was like, oh yeah, we like that like place out there back behind the studio. Let's go out there. <laughs> yeah, basically. So yeah, they have a pretty big fight scene here. I think it was good action. I think it was not necessarily like movie quality, but I think it was better than what yeah. you see on like CW kind of action shows. Yeah,
0: yeah as far as like a t- television show, I- I've loved the action on the show so far.
1: Yeah, and I think this is probably one of the better action scenes of it because we are invested in all the characters. I think some of the action, especially towards the beginning, they were fighting like these nameless kind of, I don't know, enemies, just you know, just stooges. like typical superhero stooges, right? And this, it's like, it's not a battle just of just characters, it's a battle of like beliefs. You know, you have John Walker on one side of the of the aisle and you have Falcon and the Winter Soldier on their, on their own sides of the debate and... Mm-hmm. I think that's where superhero stuff really shines. So I like this opening action scene a lot.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I really like that moment. I, You know, it was the moment, but I, I like the speech a lot too of before the fight of Sam and Bucky basically being like, hey, like you have a good record for the most part. Like you'll probably get off with a hand slap. Everything will be fine. And then, but as soon as Sam says, like, give us the shield, that's when that's when John Walker was like, nope, flip the switch, and it became a fight.
1: Yeah, they're really leaning into that iconography of the the shield in this episode where it really means something just beyond the person who's holding it. And it's been brought up before, but I think it's essential to this episode of, like, who holds the shield kind of holds the power of being Captain America.
0: Yeah, it's kind of – it's almost in a way like they're fighting essentially for the soul of America in a way.
1: Mm
0: Mm-hmm. Sorry, my roommate's cats are going fucking crazy over
1: here. <laughs> I heard some cat paws going, I don't know, maybe catwoman's crossing over. We've got a Marvel <laughs> versus DC. Yeah, I wish. You know. <laughs> that would be a fun one. But probably not for a while.
0: No, probably not while both companies are gonna <laughs> I'm just gonna feed them really quick. If you wanna vamp and talk about, you know, any thoughts you minimal thoughts you had and I'll return. Otherwise, oh, I can it's vamp. Just gonna keep, keep going.
1: I'll go, I'll vamp Alright So while Joe is out there Feeding his cats I'm gonna warn you guys That me and him are facing off with each other On Movie Changeup in a couple of weeks And we might be civil We might be nice on here You know, I might say, oh good theory Joe I might say, oh really, really good take On that scene with John Walker, you know I'm sure you can relate But in reality I'm gathering data it's because I'm taking Joe down on the next episode of Movie change up And Falcon and the Winter Soldier is such a great show. You guys, we all really liked it a lot. Hey, welcome yeah. back, Joe. We were just yeah. talking about how good Falcon and the Winter Soldier was. Yeah,
0: it's great. All right. So we liked the fight scene. I thought it was good. The John Walker, like the speech was good. The fight was good. Um,
1: yeah. uh, <laughs> I guess you should probably go and watch the, the feed after you, you watch uh, after you get off the episode. I had some some nice thoughts while you were gone, All but right. yeah, I'll yeah I have to the, go back and watch what
0: <laughs> what you said in that thirty seconds.
1: It was a nice thirty seconds, you know. I'm sure the the fans were were happy All with it, but zero
0: of them were hyped. <laughs> but hey, we're making content here, and that's what's
1: important. Content, you know, it's the course as you take. But yeah, speaking of content, let's get back to this Captain America show where. Uh, we got through that first a second scene. We talked about it a lot. And I think at this point, we talked a lot about the iconography too. And I think when John Walker says, like, I am Captain America, yeah. I wonder, like, is he? Like, what does Captain America mean to people? I think after almost 100 years of being a character, it means a lot to different people. And we've seen different people take on the mantle in different ways. So I'm really curious. I want to hear your thoughts on what Captain America kind of means yeah. to you and what you think of the character and his, his place among the MCU world right now.
0: Yeah, I thought it was interesting, but to go back to like him saying that I am Captain America, I go back to the Game of Thrones quote of like any man that has to declare himself the king is no true king, and like him saying mm-hmm. I, like Steve Rogers never said like I am Captain America. Like even in like the comedic scene between him and Groot in Infinity War, where Groot says I am Groot, he doesn't say I am Captain America. He just says I am Steve Rogers, like because that's just how he sees himself. He doesn't. He just sees himself as a guy trying to do the right thing didn't see himself as like this icon where john walker is trying to be this icon instead of just trying to be himself but yeah i feel like captain america is supposed to be like the role model he's basically like his power sets are very different but he's basically supposed to be the superman of marvel of like the beacon of hope and like what people should aspire to be and the guy that always does the right thing
1: yeah, this episode is a lot about like what Captain America means, so I think that's yeah. interesting to just get your take on Captain America. You talked about the Julia Reese dreyfus scene, which was coming up soon after that, because Captain uh, at, after this fight, John Walker is essentially checked by the government, and the Senate has this hearing in like, a single scene, they're like, oh, John Walker, you're stripped of all your badges and all that stuff, you're no longer an honorable member of the military, Yep. and... What do you think of that? Because I have a couple of mixed feelings, but I want to get your thoughts on John Walker being kind of stripped of his 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 standing and thrown to the yeah. waistline Here, it's one
0: of those things where I like understand where John Walker is coming from in a way of like he's basically like I've done everything you've told me to do. I followed your rule book basically. My you know since I've joined the military, and essentially like if he wasn't caught on camera, he'd still be Captain America. So he's basically like. I followed your rules. I did exactly what you told me to do. And now, because you're in trouble for it, I'm the one getting punished for it. And I think, you know, not to jump ahead a little bit, but I feel like it kind of ties into the Isaiah Bradley. Is it Bradley? Is that his last name?
1: I think it is. Isaiah something. <laughs> Isaiah. But I want to yeah, say Isaiah Either way, Walker it ties Bush into Bush.
0: Isaiah's story a little bit, and we'll talk about it later, Where we'll jump into it now, of... He, you know, was sent to prison for 30 years for saving his friends while um, John Walker killed a guy on basically the internet live and is able to walk free. And I think those while the Isaiah story ties into Steve Rogers story from the first Avenger, it also kind of ties into John Walker's story Mm -hmm. too, whether intentional or unintentionally.
1: Yeah, that's a good comparison. I didn't think of that, but that yeah, I like that a lot. I think it's just a uniquely timely kind of storyline where there's yeah. a big trial going on right now yeah. and with similar themes of what this show is examining. So I think it'll be interesting to see as this show and the trial wrap up around the same time how people yeah. react to this show. Oh, and, uh, to, and to
0: jump back a little bit because I wanted to mention it. Because uh, we saw the whole thing with Zemo. We kind of skipped over everything with Zemo a little bit, but I did like a lot of what was going on in him. I really like the line of him saying to Bucky, uh, you know, I you know, took the liberty of crossing my name off of your list, which I thought mm-hmm. was really nice. And I've, the more we see of Zemo, now that might change when we see him in other Disney Plus things. But he's essentially a guy that's just like, my family has been wronged by super soldiers, and I just don't think there should be super soldiers or anything like that. And it's you could very easily... Pick Zemo's story and essentially tell it and he would be the hero of his story and you really don't have to change anything or adapt anything the only thing I guess you could say is civil war where he went ahead and just like murdered all of the uh winter soldiers while they were sleeping but if you showed a cut of all of the wrong things the super soldiers did I don't think it would be seen as like a villainous or bad moment
1: Yeah, I like what they have done with Zemo a lot in this episode. I want to finish up my thoughts for a second on that Walker scene, and then I have Zemo notes after this, we can go through that. But, yeah, for the Walker scene, I I think this is sort of a fault of, like, less episodes. I think they had a lot of ground to cover plot-wise in this episode to get us to, like, one finale left. So I think maybe if there was, like, one episode between these two where we see the government figuring out what to do about this guy, I would have liked to see, see sort of a small plot line. Maybe you bring back uh, John Cheadle, he seems to be working sort of alongside the government in this storyline. So maybe bring him back and have him be this guy where he's like talking to F- Falcon, saying, Oh man, we have to figure out what to do about this yeah. Walker bring, guy. And some people are trying to cover it up. Some people want to. Yeah.
0: Because
1: I think just a little bit more of the political and this political thriller would be nice because they're trying to sell yeah. it as a political thriller. There's a lot of thrills, but there's not necessarily as much. Actual political—I mean, yeah. there's political themes, but it's not using politics in that way.
0: Yeah,
1: but yeah, I'll move on to Zemo. I have a lot, well, a good amount here on Zemo. I think they did an interesting callback to the Civil War. You mentioned uh, his connection to Civil War. I think when Bucky first walks up to Zemo, and there's that extreme close-up on, on Zemo's face, and then out of focus, Bucky walks in, and it's the exact shot they used when uh, Black Panther walks up and approaches. Yeah. I think it's Black Panther's Zemo the end of civil war yep and you mentioned how he would have he was kind of ready to die at that point like bucky yep. holds up a gun to him and is ready to kill him and zima kind of just nods and he mentions it afterwards saying he was ready to get taken off the list essentially and he would have gone down with honor but um I'm glad he didn't go down because i'm excited to see more of him but <laughs> well because i took that whole thing differently because when he says i took my name off
0: the list because this list of people is like not people he's trying to kill it's people that he, like, is trying to make amends with and get right with. And I think Zemo was on his list of because he wanted to forgive him for basically using him to take out T'Chaka, which I think is why Zemo was on his list. I don't think Zemo was ever on his list of people to, like, to kill.
1: No, but I think some, some Zemo's POV was like, oh, he's about to kill me. Uh, I can, I I can see that. he was kind of ready to be taken off that list.
0: Yeah. yeah. I could see that. But, yeah, I think Zemo – Zemo also felt like his life mission is complete like as far cuz he doesn't know about John Walker at this point. So it, he feels like he feels like super soldiers see themselves as supremacists and so he's wanted to take out all the super soldiers. However, after talking with Bucky and getting to know Bucky, he knows that Bucky isn't a supremacist and doesn't feel that way. So I don't think he has like the notion or care to ever take out Bucky. So he feels like the serum is gone. The super soldiers are gone. I've, I've completed my work.
1: Yeah, I like that take. I think Zemo's been a fascinating part of this whole show. I wasn't yeah. super excited yeah. to see him come back but they've done so much with yeah. him in these last few episodes and I doubt we see him in the finale. Maybe a scene or something setting up what yeah. he does next but he seems yeah. like the story is done for the show.
0: Well yeah, I mean uh, Julie Louis Dreyfus basically says she's taking him to the raft which is the like floatable prison from civil war and maybe it was an infinity war too i don't remember i think just civil war basically setting him up to that's where he's going to be when thunderbolt raw shows up to make the thunderbolts because Mm -hmm. it was confirmed in something i don't remember where that abomination is on the raft and so now zemo's going to be there so yeah they're definitely setting up the Thunderbolts. so he'll definitely come back to be part of that and also i was gonna i learned this last week And it has nothing to do with this show except Daniel Brühl, who plays Baron Zemo. But fun fact, uh, Daniel Brühl is the voice of Lightning McQueen in the German version of Cars.
1: German version of Cars?
0: Yeah, basically like the German dub. Daniel Brühl is the voice of Lightning McQueen.
1: You know, add that to the list of bizarre watches some night, you know? I don't know how I would have figured that out. (laughs) Yeah. I think he's doing a good job in this yeah. show, though, yeah. now that you mention him. I think a lot of the actors are doing a pretty good job.
0: Yeah. Wyatt Russell does a very good job. I'd love to see him as a Lone Ranger type. I feel <laughs> like he would crush that.
1: Hey, you know, Joe mentioned that in the last episode, but if it wasn't for this show, yeah. I would have never picked your pitch, probably, but he sold me on, on that. On well, if it wasn't for a this show, here. I
0: probably wouldn't have picked him either. <laughs> I probably would very have true. just stuck with Chris Pine and hope no one called me out for him being a little too old for the role I casted him as. But.
1: Yeah, I think Wyatt Russell has a really exciting career ahead of him. It's one of those actors that I think mm-hmm. was kind of on the outside and now he's on a superhero project and it's going to launch him into yeah. every kind of attempt at Blockbuster. But I think yeah. he has the charisma and the energy to actually yeah. take off in other stuff, other stuff, uh, unlike people like Chris Hemsworth, and yeah. who haven't really been able to have their own Blockbuster thing.
0: Yeah, who would have thought the son of Kurt Russell and Goldie Hawn would <laughs> have star power potential?
1: So before we wrap on Zemo, I want to get a last prediction here. Where do you think we see Zemo next after Falcon and the Winter Soldier? He's not going to be in Loki. That doesn't fit. I could potentially see
0: Hawkeye. I assume that's got to be the next Disney Plus show after Loki.
1: I will do a quick Google while we see the order of Disney Plus shows. I
0: assume but... Hawkeye is the next one and to me that makes sense. It fits. It's they're people without powers. Zemo doesn't have powers either. Like, I'm not saying he's gonna be the big villain of that show, but if you're saying where would he appear next, that makes sense. Potentially She-Hulk, especially if if that's how you bring Abomination back.
1: Yeah, I, I think Hawkeye is. Technically, we have What If, but I'm not really counting What If. Like, yeah, What If really does be matter, in there. Yeah. I
0: mean, <laughs> T'Challa is gonna be in What If as basically Star Lord, so.
1: Yeah, we have Hawkeye. I'm sure Hawkeye's a good prediction like you said. Right, and as we finish up this show, I do think it would be fun to just get predictions and where we see people next. I think Hawkeye is probably the, a good bet because I think he goes up against I think Zemo is best in these human stories. I think he yeah. feels out of place if you make him go up against something big and yeah. kind like, of cosmic.
0: I could see him like having a cameo-ish like two minutes in an episode and Loki if the Loki show is how I think it's going to be. If like The first few episodes are gonna be him going all over everywhere, but you know, by the series finale it's gonna be him doing stuff to put the MCU to basically cause the MCU to happen. Which is I think I've said I've said that before in previous episodes of this, but if that's what the show turns out to be, I think you could see anybody come back.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm excited to see what his next step is because I think they definitely set him up on this show to be one of the big villains. I think for my prediction, I'd, I'd say either Hawkeye for some small role, or yeah. I think She Hulk, if they're going to have him be like a Thunderbolt ross connected character, I think yeah. She Hulk could be a good show up for him, especially if they bring an Abomination back. Yeah. I want to talk now about, uh, we're moving on to some gray, some dark subject matter here. because oh, this yeah. show, oh, Isaiah. <laughs>
0: The not Tuskegee experiment, Tuskegee experiment.
1: Yep, I was thinking because we talked towards the beginning of this episode and towards the end of WandaVision that I wasn't quite sure where how far this show is going to go with its themes and its examination of, of political culture right now and I think this scene very much was on the nose about it in kind of a good way. I enjoyed yeah. the scene a lot for what it yeah. is but basically, you see the return of Isaiah from yeah. towards the beginning of the of the show and if you don't remember, he was a Captain America kind of experiment. He was a super soldier experiment uh, ages ago. And uh, it's essentially because he was a black man and not the presentable, shiny white guy, he was kind of abandoned by the government and went to prison. And now we kind of get a really good backstory of what his emotional experience is like through that.
0: Yeah, I mean, he basically they took the idea of the Tuskegee experiments where real life things of like they were just giving black soldiers syphilis just to like see what would happen and shit like that and because he references the red tails which flew out of you know the tuskegee and he wanting to be like them but in i guess the mcu instead of giving them syphilis they were giving them super soldier serum basically just to see what would happen and so he's the only one that is stuck and didn't you know destroy his body And he had to serve essentially 30 years in prison for that because they kept experimenting on him trying to figure out why him and why it worked.
1: And it was like a super fascinating,
0: yeah, super sad story because I mean, we I mentioned it before, but essentially, uh, you know, the guys he was serving with uh, were he I caught this the second time. He said they were intentionally sent to get caught, which I don't think they realized they were getting sent to get caught, but he's basically like they were sent to get ambushed. And then he's like once they were POWs, they were like sent bombs to the POW camp. So I think the whole thing was like, hey, we're going to send make sure they get caught so they become POWs, and then we're going to bomb the POW camp to destroy the evidence. And I think that was the plan the entire time. But then obviously Isaiah was like, "Oh, I don't I'm not going to let them die." He goes and rescues them just like Captain, you know, just like Steve Rogers rescued them in the first Avenger. However, Steve Rogers brings them back and they essentially throw him a parade. Isaiah brings him back and they're like, fuck, this is not what we wanted to happen. He gets arrested and prison for 30 years. His wife writes him letters and eventually they just tell his wife he died, which wasn't true. And then he doesn't even get to say goodbye to his wife because she dies while he's still locked up.
1: Yeah, really, really great backstory here. I think I'm really fascinated uh, by this character. I think it shows that the MCU in this uh, series is willing to go a little bit further than I thought yeah. that they yeah, were. Sure. I think in particular, a good line that he had was that he referred to the Captain America shield as uh, the white man shield. Yeah. And I think that really kind of surmises a lot of the themes of this show, especially the way it's examining racial division and, and how it's systemic versus just like individual people. And I think yeah. that they have this divide where they say, sure, we're all super soldiers and like two different super soldiers can have the same kind of experience, but one gets a completely different reception, like you said. And I think I wasn't sure if they'd bring back him and his grandson again, but now that I have, I think it's kind of confirmation. Like in my mind in the MCU, if you show somebody twice, that means they're probably going to be like an important character.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I assume Patriot, like the character of Patriot is going to come back some way. Um, just because there was no reason for him to like be in that scene, he could have just walked up to Isaiah's house and like knocked on the door and walked around the back and saw him. He didn't need to see his grandson. Like the only way, but the only problem now is they've set up so much that like anyone willing to take the serum is a supremacist and like a bad guy. So it's like okay now, unless you completely betray that and he willingly, you know, then it doesn't really make sense for him to willingly take the serum and i just saw him airbosh airball air a shot from like 10 feet away so he's not naturally gifted so i'm curious to see how they're going <laughs> what they're going to do because if they ever tried to say oh yeah he's just naturally you know gifted and naturally has powers i'm just like no then you shouldn't have shown him clearly just suck at basketball and not even just not have a good shot just completely airball.
1: Unless Unless they try to say like a famous MCU recasting and replacing with somebody somebody bigger and bulkier, and not explain it.
0: Yeah, or they'll just be like, "Oh, he was intentionally nerfing his powers around." his (laughs) Something dumb, but yeah, I think it's very interesting um, because when Isaiah was like, "Oh, like no self-respecting black man would want to be Captain America after what happened," I think it's very kind of interesting to see their different takes on it because I think. I mean, I know we kind of started to save theories for the end, but I kind of have my theory of how Sam announces himself as Captain America to the world. Because we saw the John Walker kind of press conference, which was this big, bombastic, you know, big band and, like, big interview. And I think Sam's is going to be a lot more quiet, a lot more subdued. And I think in his press conference, he's going to open by talking about people like Isaiah and, like, the Black men that were experimented on and i think it's gonna make it how like it's okay for him as a black person to be captain america because he's gonna shed light on all of the you know people that came before him
1: yeah i like that theory a lot I, i'm on your wagon for that one i think that's a good ending for it too i think uh, like i think it yeah, would bring a lot of the themes together
0: yeah i think that's a very good like final moment of the show of like is him announcing himself as captain america by telling the story of you know isaiah and the others
1: yeah, and he's not just Captain America for show. He's doing in action. He's kind of bringing light to the past and trying to give us like a goal for the future yeah. in a way that I think Captain America should. And I know
0: we haven't talked about the boat, but I think the boat is essentially like a big, giant, like big, giant fucking metaphor for this of like, I mean, we can go back and talk about the boat, but the, everything that happened, the boat isn't important. There was like conversations on the boat that was important, but he goes to paint over... His parents' names, because, which I assume are his parents' names, they never explicitly said, but that's just kind of what I assume. And then that's when his sister's like, oh, we're not going to sell the boat, we're going to keep it. And then uh, Sam goes on this big whole speech about like they have to preserve the history of the boat, and talking about the history of like what came before them is important. And like as he's talking about that, I'm like, okay, the boat is essentially a metaphor for like the history of you know, the super soldier program and the people that came before him. And that—that I'm but that, that is when I came up with that theory on my second watch of when he was talking about the history and like preserving it. I'm like, oh, okay. So that's kind of what I think is. And, and I've seen online people talking about that the boat isn't important and why do they keep talking about the boat? And I'm like, cause it's a big giant fucking metaphor for captain, you know, the super soldier program.
1: Yeah, it's an interesting take on the boat. I was looking at the boat more of a metaphor on, like, I mean, maybe more so them coming together is like they're, they're working together yeah. On, yeah. on this project together and finally having something that's yeah. going to tether them to the real world and to the past yeah. and to their, to their legacy, sort of. I mean, I think the it's... boat is their legacy this, in a similar way that, like, the shield is Captain America's yeah. legacy. Like, the boat's been passed down for yeah. generations and generations.
0: Yeah. But I think it all kind of ties in together as one thing i think that the boat can be a metaphor for multiple things but yeah a lot of this episode took place on the boat which i was (laughs) fine with i saw people have dumb theory like dumb things of like oh all their neighbors are going to be mad that they helped them fix up the boat so they could sell it and now they're just going to keep it like it wasn't a recreational boat the boat is how (laughs) they make money their neighbors are going to be like oh you're able to keep the boat and you're going to be able to like have a job and work and support your family with the boat now cool like neighbors aren't going to be mad it's not like, hey, thanks for helping us fix up our pontoon. Now we're gonna get drunk on it on Saturdays instead of selling it so we can pay our rent.
1: I like the scene where he's calling around his neighbors. It was kind of like a cheesy yeah. montage scene, and I thought yeah. the funniest line of it was he's calling someone and he says, "Hey, it's it's a uh, it's Paul's youngest boy from up the street." <laughs> like yeah. they're not gonna know who he is. Like, yeah. you mean the fucking Falcon? We know who <laughs> you are, man. Yeah, that's <laughs> We've so seen long- you on TV.
0: Yeah, that's the one thing of, like, this show, like, the the MCU has to take a stand of either everyone knows all about the Snap and the fight with Thanos, and all of these people are A-list celebrities, or people like the Falcon can just hide in the background. Like, you can't, I don't think you can have it both ways, and, like, as we saw in WandaVision, people essentially saw the movie in, in the MCU universe, because... Uh, Cat Denning basically knew play by play what happened, but yet people don't even recognize Falcon.
1: My theory on it right now is that, at least my headcanon in the MCU, is that all of these kind of Avengers scale superhero events are like a political thing, not political, but like the scale of politics in our world. Like, you can follow it if you want to, you can like listen to your podcast and watch all this stuff on the coverage, but people can get by every day not knowing anything about politics. So, I I think this is similar because we're not seeing. Like, oh, they're making the in universe action figures and that kind of stuff. There's posters and that yeah, stuff, but it's not like as much of a pop culture phenomenon. Yeah. I see yeah. it as like a political theater type thing.
0: Yeah, I can see that. Especially with how ingrained into politics the show is.
1: You covered a lot. Uh, I want to mention too, this almost feels like they're going to submit this for an Oscar or something because every, every, actor has like their speech moment where they give some kind of like real speech that would go in their like for your consideration yeah. package and it was a nice throwback because it makes me really realize this is the tv show and yeah. one of my favorite things about watching like network tv especially there's always like one episode where every actor gives a big speech and you're like oh that's the oscar or that's the emmy episode yeah <laughs> so yeah. this feels like their emmy episode
0: yeah, I could I could definitely see that where when the Emmys come around next year, because you can always you always know because it'll put like if you look in the description, it always says like the episode title. If this episode if this show gets nominated for any kind of Emmys outside of like choreography, like fight choreography, or like visual effects or anything like any kind of directing, writing, or performance Emmy, it's gonna be this episode.
1: Yeah, it has It has the uh, the action for the effects department. It has yeah. the Editing is pretty good. A lot of effective editing, especially in the opening. The cold open was really good. Uh when Falcon got the fight montage. Or not the yep. fight mon-
0: the training montage, I mean.
1: Yeah, you get a nice Rocky montage in here. And you also get like a bucky sam binding top gun montage, you know. <laughs> yeah. They're really showing that off. We've covered a lot of what happens here. The last thing I have in my notes is the Flag Smashers. So if you have anything oh. prior to Flag Smashers to bring up, you can do that now. Uh no I I'm I'll, I have one thing I
0: want to talk about but I can I'm gonna save it for the very end because it's more on like the theory side of things so
1: yeah towards the end I want to talk about theories we'll talk about what was in the box I'm I'm sure uh, I, I know I
0: I have a better of what should be in the box but and I want to talk about the box a little bit. The, I, 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 so, to anyone watching, I messaged Tristan before that I do have a complaint about this episode, and it is the most nitpicky complaint of nitpicky complaints, and it revolves around the box. But before we get to that, let's talk about whatever there is to say about the flag smashers. because I, yeah, I do not remember them being in this episode. I know they I were. I do not it,
1: think but... I didn't think Joe would have such a hot take on the box. So I'm curious to get to it towards the end. Yeah, the Flag Smashers are not super present in this episode. I think they're doing an interesting job of trading off. Like, here's a Bucky and Falcon episode, and here's one that's really focused on John Walker. Here's one that's really focused on the Flag Smashers. And this one was definitely Bucky and and Sam focused with just a handful of other scenes. But one of them was the Flag Smashers. Uh, It's right towards the end they're getting set up for what the finale is going to be. They're essentially in a park gathering up some forces for, like, a final battle. Yeah, at at the very end, yeah, yeah. That's when they really get that crossover scene with I can't remember the name, you mentioned it before, but it's a crossover character from Winter Soldier.
0: Oh, Beltrack.
1: Yeah, Beltrack. Beltrack shows up in this last scene here, and they do it like an arms deal, you know, and yeah. they're recruiting they're the soldiers for Final War, essentially yeah. attack on and, and what looks like uh, a summit, New York City summit. Yep, for, for world leaders. The GRC. I would've Which done the attack on GRC. Like but, but I'm kinda glad. So I'm in like, hindsight.
0: Oh, they're fucking working on some supplements.
1: Yeah, if I was making the show, I would have had it be like on like the front of the Capitol, but like not now. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad they didn't do that. That, that was one of those things that was
0: in the script,
1: and then that happened, and they're like, "New scratch out Washington D.C., New York City." Yeah, they like, "Let's just redo that green screen instead of the Capitol, yeah. make it New York City." Yeah. But yeah, I'm excited for the finale. I'm sure it's going to be very action packed. Yeah. If you can judge by one division, they save all the action for the end. I hope the effects are a bit better, a bit better than. Yeah. One the Division the, Division
0: fight in the finale looked like it was straight out of a Disney Channel original movie.
1: Yeah, it was it was pretty bad. This show I'm I'm finally on your side, Joe. This is a lot better than One Division was. Thank I you. think One Division was front-loaded, extremely front-loaded and then super super fell off quick and this has only gotten better every episode. Yeah. There's a couple of shaky things, some of the writing here and there isn't for me, but yeah. What uh, did yeah, you like Flag about the writing? Because
0: we, we've been pretty positive this whole time. I want to hear what was your negative on that. Some writing. of the
1: writing, especially in this in the opening Simi me mentioned the action was really good, but I think some of the lines are super bad. Like when he's just fighting him and he's holding him up against the wall and he's like, why are you making me do this? And then it's like, okay, okay, that, he yeah, that like slating okay. the themes. <laughs> but I'm like, to you mean, don't that's... have to tell me what's happening. I'm watching oh, the
0: show. A lot of that to me is just John Walker's a crazy person. So <laughs> I just let it go.
1: And I think that's something I didn't like super uh, a lot too. And that's one of my – only real big negatives here is that john walker goes from like zero to a hundred over the course of this series and i think sure you have the venom uh, the serum to explain why he's like that but i would i think it'd be much more interesting if he never yeah. took the serum and he just like turned bad yeah but that's such a small complaint like those are just yeah. little things where if i was doing it, it'd be slightly different but it's still great in the context of what it is you know yeah
0: and then, oh, one thing I wanted to talk about is when John Walker goes to Lamar's parents' house and, like, basically lies to their face. And, like, oh, yeah, that one guy that I killed, he was definitely the one that killed Lamar. Lamar's sister, I assume it was his sister, they never expressly said, just side eyeing John Walker. Like, sure, bro, totally. Like, I don't believe anything. I thought that was, uh, I love that part of just her side eyeing him. And...
1: Yeah, and I would have. That's like I mentioned before, I just wish this show had like yeah. two more episodes in the middle yeah. <laughs> where yeah. like you could get a little more time to explore like John Walker's reaction yeah. to this death and John and like the political ramifications of it. Cause it would have been interesting to see like, okay, he has this story of, oh, well the guy I killed, killed Battlestar. So no. it was all right. And in reality, we know that didn't happen, but I just would like to know like, where did that, was that something that the government's telling people or is that just a story he made up? Cause that feels like a good, like a, typical real world cover story type thing where they're like oh well he was a criminal in the past or, oh well he had a gun or he did this or that to try and justify yeah, overreactions like, by law enforcement and i think it would have been interesting to explore that a bit more in a show that clearly wants to explore that
0: yeah it's like when uh, a black person is killed by uh, you know the cops and you see people on facebook being like well he didn't wear he got pulled over for not wearing a seatbelt in 1997 so how good of a guy could he have been
1: yeah there's always an excuse and i wish that this show examines the excuses a bit more without because it seems like John Walker went bad and then the entire government was like, "Wow, he went bad and threw him out." And I wish I would have liked to see more complexity yeah. in there. Yeah, but that's just to me just a, a fault of the runtime. It's not necessarily yeah. something i hold against the episode. Now that we've gotten towards the end, I know you want to talk about the box, so I'll right. bring up the box. I want to hear what you you so I have two minor
0: complaints about the box. First one is small is the way he opens the box, the box is, like, very generic. Like, nothing about the box, like, it had slight design on it that made it seem like it was from Wakanda, but it opened, like, a suitcase you could buy from Walmart, right? I would like it if it opened in a more interesting way. Like, you push a button and, like, the nanotech opens up or something. But my complaint, my main complaint that I had that only got exacerbated on my second watch of the show, Tristan, if I (laughs) gave you a box and said, hey, this box is from Wakanda, you're going to open that thing immediately. You're not yeah, going to wait three fucking that, days. Not even a minute. If I'm at work and I get, like, get a notification from someone like, hey, you just received a box from like top people in Wakanda. I am leaving work <laughs> to see what's in that box. Sam just like sat around it for three days, kind of looking at it, being like, I wonder what's in there. And then like, he eventually he's like, oh, I should probably open this. See he's like carrying it. it around with him.
1: It's always
0: yeah. ready to be opened. <laughs> yeah, I mean... They should have presented it in a way where, like, he knew what was in it, so he didn't necessarily need to open it, or maybe he opened it before, and then like the shit goes on, and now he's opening it to use it, and it. But it, for us, it's still the mystery of like what's in there. Now, I, I'm pretty sure I know what's in there, but I have my thing of what should be in there. But All right. do you want me to delve into that, or do you want to give I, any I'll, thoughts I'll... you have on the box?
1: I'll give a thought on the box. You know, I didn't necessarily think of uh, the the look of the box and not feature what kind of tech of the box that would have been cool. But I do think Falcon waiting on it, in my head, canon was he knows what it's going to be and he knows it's going to be related to him taking over as Captain America. And he's not necessarily ready for that 100%. He's waiting until he's waiting to open it until the moment that he's like fully 100% ready to embrace the Captain America title. And then he finally was. Once they fix that boat up.
0: Yeah. So, I think what's in there is definitely like a vibranium suit with some vibranium or cool like future tech wings, right? To make up for the fact that he doesn't have powers. Because, sorry, Sam, I don't care how many push ups you do, how many sit ups you do, any of that. Like, you're probably going to need some super strength on your side. So, for me, what should be in the box is, like, some more of that purple flower that they found. Because that's <laughs> yeah, what you <he> needs. <laughs> I like that. See, what I think would be amazing is if he opened it up and you had the suit, he lifts out the suit, underneath the suit is, like, more of the purple flower. He takes the purple flower, goes to the ancestral plane, he talks to Steve, and, like, Steve's, like, okay, or, you know, I think he should be Captain America, blah, blah, blah. And, like, and then that's when... Sam could talk to him and essentially be like, there were more people that had the serum than you. I don't know if necessarily this is your decision. And then you have all of the super soldiers that the had the experiment on them, that didn't make it, that come to Sam and being like, you know, if you don't be, you know, like we love Isaiah, we respect everything we did, but he's wrong. If you don't become Captain America, then everything, you know, we, you know, everything that happened to us was for nothing. So you need to become Captain America, which I think would be sick, but it's just going to be the suit in the box. or it's not going to be any purple flower.
1: So no ancestral plane scene. I would love an ancestral plane scene. I think you're absolutely right that it's a Wakandan suit. Obviously, I think that's what they're shot for and what they're going for with it. I wonder how much it's going to be like Black Panther suit, because unfortunately, now that Chadwick Boseman is gone, we have a a hole on the top of Black Panther. I, yeah, I think it's if gonna see Sam have, Wilson show up in that uh, that next movie.
0: I think it's gonna have Black Panther technology, where like it absorbs hits and does a lot of that shit. And I think it'll be like something like he puts on the wings, and then the rest of the suit like forms around him. But I don't think it's gonna have a Black Panther look. Like it's not gonna be like half Black Panther, half Captain America. I think it's gonna be fully Captain America, but with just Black Panther technology.
1: Yeah, so I was wondering if they're going to go for the color aesthetic of Captain America. Is it going to be like red, white, and blue? Or are they going to go a little darker with it? Yeah. What's the look going to be? I'm curious on that.
0: I, I think it could be like toned down because a lot of the time Cap was in Wakanda, especially in like Infinity War, he had more of that toned down kind of dark blue, dark gray, dark red suit. So I think it could be closer to that, where it's not this bright costume. It's more of like a dark, but it's still red, white, and blue. It's just more muted, I guess I should say is the right
1: word. Yeah. I'm- I'm excited to see what his costume looks like. I think that's kind of your fun moment in comic books is when a character gets a new costume and it's the the view of the costume. And then, like we've said before a million times, we're wondering how much they're going to require you to watch these shows comparatively to watch the movies. And I think if we see Falcon show up in the next Avengers with a different costume, it's going to be like, okay, cool, he's got a a new Vibranium costume. And then maybe there'll be like an offhand line with Shuri where he's like, oh, I like like the costume you made me. But you don't need to get the backstory of the costume but if you want to, it's here on the T V right for you. <laughs> yeah. You know? Pretty much.
0: And I'm I'm fully in because there was a thing in the last episode where I don't remember her name but the Dora Milaje, I think, is the like group where the main one mm-hmm. that we've been mm-hmm. seeing. She refers to Bucky as James in the last episode. And in this episode she refers to him as White Wolf again. So I definitely, like, I'm fully on board that theory that by the end of the, like, by the end of the next episode, he's going to completely abandon being, the like, called the Winter Soldier and his new, like, codename thing, superhero name, not that they really use superhero names much in the DC, uh, MCU, it's going to be White Wolf.
1: Yeah, I'm 100% I think on he's going to have a new too.
0: look, like, it's going to be, like, more white, and it's, I don't know if there's going to be, like, any kind of wolf insignia, I don't think he's going to have, like, a wolf, like, headdress or anything, but... I definitely think it's going to be like a white book and then so, and then maybe the Dora Milaje calls him white wolf. And then Sam will call him like white wolf mockingly or like making fun of him.
1: Yeah. I wonder too, now, since this is the end of the season and they've not talked about, and this is the end of the season. We have one episode left, but we're nearing the end of the season and, they haven't talked at all about a second season. I wonder if we, we won't get a second season of this, but we could get another show a few years in the line that's like, oh, Captain America and the White Wolf. Yeah, that's <laughs> would be sick. Yeah. New characters, essentially.
0: Yeah. Every season, they change their characters' names. So, like, season <laughs> three is just, like, called Sam and Bucky. They've both retired from being superheroes, and it's just them, like, running a fishing boat. It's basically the middle third of Forrest Gump. But just yeah, and then doing. maybe,
1: like, ten years from now, they go back and do falcon the winter soldier season two so then the order's all confusing (laughs) you watch falcon the winter soldier season one you're like oh look a second season they're like oh actually you have to watch 10 years more of another shows to watch this yeah oh and we didn't also
0: talk about uh joaquin getting the wings and basically with bucky or bucky with sam looking at him and saying keep him and he like grabs him it's like okay it's confirmed he's definitely taking over as the falcon
1: Yep, that was definitely a, a cheer in your seat kind of yeah. scene where you're like, yeah. "Oh, I understood that reference." Yeah, because he's going to show up in some future episodes. Yeah. I saw in an interview the writers said that his character was shortchanged kind of this uh, season because if they had more episodes, he would have been in it a bit more. Yeah. So I think it's yeah another storyline that suffered a bit because of the runtime. But I'm excited to see more Do you think he's in the finale? Do you think
0: he like shows up in a key moment with the wings working? In the...
1: Because I think with the because
0: to me, as someone who's like worked out in the past, like I don't buy Sam like running and working out and working with the shield in like a weekend type of thing. To me, that took out the place over like two or three months.
1: Yeah, in my mind, there's a huge time gap in between the beginning of this episode and the end of it. So there was definitely yeah. a big time jump there, and I could even see a time jump between the end of this episode in the finale because i think yeah. they need to cover some ground here with their yeah. characters but yeah like you said i do think he shows up in the finale in the suit yeah. ready for some action i think yeah. either that or if he just has like a scene towards the end like monica rambo did in wandavision where he shows yeah. up in yeah, in like, the uh, suit towards the end and you're like oh look here he yeah. comes he's ready to go up for the next episode or the next yeah. Uh, show
0: yeah and that, he could be also be just show up in like the post credit scene of um What if he shows up and it's like talks to Haley Steinfeld?
1: (laughs) I have no idea what to expect because we didn't get a lot of setup from WandaVision, but we got a decent amount. I think this could either have a lot more or or have none. I'm not sure what to expect. I'm very excited for the finale, though. I'm going into it more. I'm more confident this is going to end well than I was for WandaVision. I think that we've reached a point where... Even if this episode, I, I'd be shocked if it sucked, but even if this was not a great episode, I think the rest of the show lives up to it.
0: Mm. Yeah. yeah.
1: How do you feel? Did you watch the post credit scene? I did. It oh. was not a ton of content there. but No, it, but it I, was, I feel
0: like it's definitely confirmed that he is now no longer Captain America. He is US agent.
1: Yep, yeah, he's going to be with the new shield, the new costume, and all that stuff, and be a new character. Yeah.
0: yeah.
1: And he's going to have the whole take of like, all the SJWs.
0: It just felt sad to me. Like, I've kind of, in a way, felt bad for him. But, yeah, like, we were talking WandaVision setting up. I feel like um, Falcon and Winter Soldier is doing more to set up, like, the villains in future stuff. Like, even after this is over, okay, Sam's Captain America, and Bucky could be either White Wolf or just kind of a new version of Winter Soldier. But I I still don't know, like, what their characters are doing after this. Like, I still don't don't really see us getting a Captain America 4 starring Anthony Mackie.
1: No, I don't think either one of them have the draw really to do that. They would need like a
0: big like a a lister villain like Tom Hanks would need to be the villain or something.
1: Yeah, I'm curious how well the show does on Disney Plus. I haven't really looked at the numbers recently. But then we also have
0: that the what is it, Shang Chi? I I probably completely got that wrong. But that show is starring a guy I've never heard of, so like I don't think we necessarily need. I think the MCU sells itself, so.
1: I still think yeah, the Captain MCU America is a unique franchise yeah, in that.
0: I think a Captain America 4 starring Anthony Mackie, you know, I think he would at least need to be in a mo- another movie first as Captain America, but I, I mean, it's still probably going to open to over like $130, $140 million.
1: Yeah, at this point, I see them definitely as like Disney Plus heroes, not show up in yeah. the Avengers movies or something like that, but... Yeah. Yeah. I don't. If they're doing good on Disney Plus, if they make good numbers for the for the service, I feel like this is where you keep them. And I think this yeah. is where the stories are really going to be told. I think if you're looking at it as like a comic book metaphor, I think these shows feel like when you're reading like the monthly issues of a comic, and yeah. then you get the movies that are like the big event issues. You know, the trade paperbacks that come out and they are like the big story events. You know, and this is kind of reaching that peak of what I think they wanted the MCU to be, where it's it's comic books come to life you have the movies you have the tv shows you have everything kind of all firing and it'd be nice to see them get something else going off the ground an animated show or something like that but yeah i'm liking the show uh, a lot
0: yeah like i know ryan kugler is working on that wakanda show i just i mean the dormalage are super cool when they show up but i also don't know how hyped i really am for like a wakanda show But I think if they were to do like a Wakanda animated show that's still set in the MCU and it's still like canon for the MCU I think I'd be more intrigued by that than just like a live action
1: Yeah, Marvel definitely dominates the live action space of comic book stuff and I think they could, DC is the one that really holds ground on animated stuff, their movies are really popular and a lot of the shows are popular. I would like to see Disney make a move, you know expand the Marvel Universe even a bit more and Like they want to cover all the ground. They have these shows, people who want to watch these. They have the movies, people who want to watch those. And then maybe you have your animated shows, people who want to watch that. And you catch everybody in somewhere in the MCU. Yeah. So now we've kind of reached the end here. I think we've covered everything that we kind of wanted to cover here in the episode. Uh, But we do have the finale next week. So if you have any kind of predictions, I have a bit of a prediction on where I think some of the characters will end up but i'm
0: curious i kind of laid out all my predictions of what like i think is in the box and how i think basically by the end i think no one's gonna die i could potentially see bucky die just because like what the i mean he's solved like he figured it out he's mm -hmm. gonna go talk to that asian guy in the next episode and be like hey sorry i'm the one that killed your son or whatever and but like after that like what is his character for i could very i could very clearly Easily see Bucky die because you don't really need him anymore. Um, but I don't think any villains are going to die. I think John Walker is going to be sent to prison only to get busted out because you don't have that Louis Julie Louis Dreyfus being like, "Hey, you could be very valuable to other people," which kind of sets him being used as like a you know by someone like the power broker moving forward, only for him to die in the next episode. So like Zemo is probably not even going to appear in the next episode. Uh, john walker is most likely gonna live i can't see the flag smasher girl dying i mean i guess maybe but i don't know what are your thoughts
1: yeah carly is the only character i could see dying so i think that her art could be kind of tragic if she ends up sacrificing herself in the finale either for her cause or maybe sacrificing herself to save sam something like that because I could. I'm definitely seeing the finale being like an unhinged John Walker goes after yeah. Carly to try and take her down, and Sam and Bucky, or at least Sam is there, kind of on the front line yeah. trying to fight off these Flag Smashers. And for Bucky, I think may I. I could see him like you said, he's not super needed, so I could maybe see him by the end of the show going to Wakanda yeah. and kind of retiring there in Wakanda and kind of becoming no, he, like he his, doesn't want to retire. The in a little bit.
0: He doesn't want to retire in Wakanda. He wants to retire at Sam's sister's house.
1: <laughs> yeah, him and Sam's sister. You know, maybe she'll break up with him, and then he'll be like, "I gotta go to Wakanda. I gotta find myself yeah. again."
0: Yeah. yeah, I can see that.
1: But yeah, I see Bucky going to Wakanda and then being kind of the mediator between Wakanda and the rest of the MCU. And I, yeah. especially because they're doing that Wakanda TV show, I think Bucky and the Dormelage leading that show would be an interesting thing. Yeah, and there's been rumors forever about submariner showing up as a villain in black panther so it'd be cool to see maybe the submariner is a villain of that show and then you get bucky in the in the dormilage fighting the submariner and the underwater kingdom people
0: that'd be cool
1: sam like you said i think he's i could see sam becoming captain america and kind of making his debut in detroit on the streets of detroit kind of cleaning up the city a bit yeah Yeah. that's his way of Paying tribute to Isaiah and saying, like, we're trying to fix the problems without outing him without his consent. Like, if he goes and outs him and says, oh, I want to talk about Isaiah Bradley. Well, I mean, he can still talk about
0: him, but he can just refer to him as someone that died.
1: I think that's probably what he does. And I think because I I think Isaiah definitely doesn't want to be bothered. And I think if you go and name drop him and people start showing up at his house, like, that's not what he wants. Uh, yeah, I'm excited. I think, like you said, nobody's going to die. I think Carly's the only character for me that I think is on the potential of the chopping block. Yeah. And if they want to go for a big surprise, I think Bucky is the prediction for a big surprise. But all of them, I think, are coming back. I think it would be great to see more of them in other shows and in other movies, especially after all this development. I think next time I see Bucky or Falcon show up in a movie, it's not going to be like, oh, I like them because they're Falcon. And it's cool to see them. And it's, I'm going to have some emotional investment in what they're doing. You want to put a wager on this? What are you waging?
0: Uh, on whether Bucky dies by the season, end of this episode.
1: I'd go for it. You know, I'll take. I'll take. Well, you want to take the yes because you put it to the yes.
0: Uh, I'm saying Bucky dies. That's
1: my prediction. All right. My prediction is that he does not die.
0: All right. So instead of when we play each other next, instead of playing a game to decide who goes first, the winner gets to g- decide the
1: first movie and who goes first. I like that. We'll see whoever was correct gets to go first on next competition. Next week is uh, me and Johnny taking on each other for the uh, episode here. And then next after that is the Mountain Rushmore episode of comedies, which is going to be really exciting. Uh, We're going to, similar to our Mountain Rushmore superhero show, we're going to break down comedy, so best actor, best comedy, best duo, things like that. And I'm looking forward to that. But right after that, it's me and no, – what's the schedule, Joel? You're the expert here. Give me the rundown of the schedule for our next couple so months. So after
0: that, it's – so like you said, it's Tristan versus Johnny next week. Then we have the comedy Mount Rushmore. And then it is Johnny versus Bobby. And then after that, it's me versus Tristan. Big buildup. So it will be a few weeks you know, to see. I mean you'll know who wins the bet when you watch the episode. But to see the bet play out, that's, that's going to be a few weeks. But it will happen.
1: And uh, I am fighting Johnny. I want to announce here that I'm placing a wager on that match. You brought up wagers, but I want to place a wager that if Johnny beats me, which he obviously won't do, but if he does, he gets to pick any poster he wants. It could be a movie. It could be pretty much anything. And my walls are looking pretty blank up here. So Johnny gets to pick whatever poster he wants, and it'll be up on that wall for at least the rest of the season here. And hopefully he picks something good. But knowing Johnny, it won't be good.
0: Alright. You got anything more to say about this episode?
1: Great episode. I can't believe there's one episode left. I really hope there's more of these characters in the future because this is so exciting and interesting and it's going to be a long like month wait between now and Loki. <laughs> yeah. I, But at least we got Star Wars, so I'm looking forward yeah, to that got, too.
0: Yeah, we got Bad Batch coming in the next week. I doubt we'll do reviews for that but if the first episode comes out and blows me away, I might message Tristan and be like, we should do reviews for this. But I'm going to lean on we're probably not going to do reviews for that, especially because it's going to run during the same time as uh, Loki, which I think we will do reviews for unless that show sucks. And then I don't want to come on and just talk shit about a show. For I'm ready months.
1: for that. Give me something terrible. Get me and Joe to come on here and just destroy a show yeah, so I I mean Stop can good fun. stuff. Give that us would, something awful.
0: That would be fun to just come on. But, yeah, I think you know, we've said everything we need to say. Come back next week around 7 o'clock to – Hear us talk about the finale and give a full series review uh, for Tristan Mayer and Joe fricky Have a nice night.